This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash flop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. Next week, we'll be covering Demon's Plan. If you'd like to read along with us, be sure to join the discussion in our Discord and submit your six-word summary. You can find a link to the Discord in our episode description and our website, shonenflop.com. But this week, we are talking about... Jordan, how do you say this word? I believe uh, Champ Agony. Champ Agony, yes. Oh, man, mm-hmm. I know. That's like when your coach talks to you when you're in pain. <laughs> but I am not in pain because we are joined by the wonderful Dino. Hello. Hey. Dino, thank you so much for joining us. Do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Thank you for having me. I am Oni Dino. I'm a Japanese translator. I'm also localization producer at a company. I guess I can say my company. I work at Marvelous Xseed. Ooh. Doing a whole bunch of stuff there. It sounds like a fighting game from the 90s. <laughs> you know, it does. Okay, so Marvel versus Capcom, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marvel versus Capcom starting off, it would always say like Marvelous or something like that. I don't remember. What, oh, no, no, it wasn't that. Okay. Oh, I've totally screwed this up. When you would do like a certain good attack or something in those games, like maybe it was even Street Fighter versus uh, X-Men, but you would do a good attack and it would go Marvelous, but like it wasn't related <laughs> to our company Marvelous. Just Aww. a total coincidence. Oh, you should sue him. Yeah. Retroactively from 30 <laughs> years ago. Fun fact Did you know Capcom versus SNK was the first video game to have crossplay between two different consoles? Really? Oh. Yeah. You could play Dreamcast versus PS2 in Japan. Wow. Oh. But yeah, tell us more about you, Dino. Is there any series that you can talk about that you are actively translating or you've translated in the past that you really enjoyed working on? Well, before I started working as a localization producer at uh, Marvelous Xseed, I worked on lots of different games. Like Kokoro Clover is an indie series that I really love. I was like the only translator on that and, you know, editor and everything. So big project under just one person and direct contact with the developer. So like we worked on lots of different things together, though the English translation turned out really fun and really close to the uh, creator's vision, that kind of thing. And I also was a localization lead on the most recent Star Ocean game, uh, Star Ocean The Divine Force. So that was a fun one. Lots of moving parts there. That's really cool. That is not like a small series. That's like... Big series for sure. That's definitely a series. I was just thinking how funny. So we, you're actually, I think, our second translator who's been on the show. The first one is Stephen Paul. And I was thinking how your name is Dino. And we made dinosaur jokes, of course, during the warm-up audio. But his name on Instagram is like Translator Rex. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Total coincidence, though, because Dino is pronounced Dino and it does not come from dinosaur. I have to always like tell everybody that all the time. He's like, motherfucker, I told you not to talk about dinosaurs this episode. <laughs> Whenever I hear people being like, wait, Dino is pronounced Dino, not dinosaur. I'm always like, so you didn't listen to my old podcast, did you, bitch? <laughs> all right, fucked up. No, no, you're good. Nobody should listen Aww. to it. All right, we need to change the topic. Let's get into learning about the manga details. Jordan, you mind telling us about the two people that created the series? Well, the writer here was Araki Joe, and the author's other works include, well, it seems like he's done like a shitload of stuff, like over 20 fucking series, and a lot of them are in hospitality. So, you know, I got to respect this guy for taking on a topic that like most mangaka don't touch and, you know, seemingly are not good ideas. But hey, it doesn't mean he can't make them work. Uh, he did the Somalia series, the Bartender series, uh, the airport 
series, which is just about airport staff, and the Hotlier series is how it is, which is a hotel yeah. staff manga. Oh, and he did uh, Niragi Kiyomaru, which is five volumes about a swordsmith, which seems more in line with manga. But hey, you know, just because these don't seem like um, good ideas doesn't mean they're not written well. You know, maybe this one. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jordan's about to give major spoilers of his thought on this series. Seventh time is a charm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the artist name. The artist's name is Kenji Nagatomo. He was an assistant for Masanori Morita, who has done a lot of things that I don't know about, including Roku Danashi, Blues, Rookies, and Bashari Gurashi. I don't know them. The other's other works are Hotel Milk 2, which Maxi B says is flop eligible. It's Hotel Milk, which was two volumes short. You're saying it like it's a sequel to Hotel Milk. Oh, pfft. Hotel Milk 2, Milk Harder. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it's about a guy from a bodyguard service who gets hired to look after Mafia boss's daughter, blah, 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 blah. But it's, uh, apparently it did pretty well. Oh, no, he d- it didn't do very well. Oh, my God. Jordan's not as coffee yet. Yeah. Apparently, he did Bartender as well, which was a big hit. So these guys have worked together. Yeah, and uh, Bartender has an anime, and I think it's getting a remake. Hmm. So something clearly clicked here, you know, like with that series, you know. And then how long did this series run for? Well, this series ran from April 18th, 2018 to March 6th, 2019. Didn't really replace anything and nothing really replaced it because it's from Grand Jump, which is apparently just weird like that. (laughs) Yeah. Max B was noting that you may be thinking that it's weird for us to say that, but apparently the manga just kind of does whatever it wants. And sometimes it has new series. Sometimes it doesn't. It just kind of just does whatever the fuck it wants because it's a it's a manga magazine for old businessmen where they don't really care. They've lost their zest for life. Yeah. <laughs> it was published as part of a spring campaign in 2018. Shoeisha was trying to launch 40 new series. Jesus. So that is, <laughs> that's Jesus. Oversaturating your market always works, right? Look at Star Wars. And I have not heard of any of these, so I assume Except none Except of- I don't know if that's that Haikyuu, Jordan. I don't know. Let me... Because it's called Haikyuu Hoshin Enji. thought it was Haikyuu and Hoshin Enji. No, never mind. Fuck, I'm just saying so much. I'm just misspeaking this whole time. It's okay. Oh, uh, but yeah, this got 15 chapters over two volumes. But what a 15 chapters it was. So why do what we... What a 15 chapters they were. So why don't we get into about the manga and find out what was in those 15 chapters? All right. I hope you guys like champagne. That's the plot summary. Bye. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Two old guys are at a club with a sexy hostess named Emma. One of them throws a temper tantrum that one of the champagne bottles brought to him was a fake. Unable to handle the blow to their club's reputation, Emma is tasked with proving it's real. While falling asleep in her European history class, Emma notices that her teacher, part-time lecturer Shunsuke Sakaki, is kind of an expert on French history. So she makes him buy lunch for her and her her weird friend Reen, who just knows an insane amount of champagne trivia for some reason. Emma makes Shunsuke pretend to be a champagne critic with Reen there to help, and they use the power of champagne to repair the relationship between the old men. Next, you're going to hear next a lot here, by the way, because none of them really connect to each other. None of these, yeah. Yeah, it's like a bunch of vignettes. 
yeah. Next, an old rich lady is mad that her son is marrying a poor hostess, so she pays her 20 million yen to just go the fuck away. The hostess returns the money, reveals that she's pregnant, and gives her champagne that the main characters helped pick out, which earns the old lady's respect. Then Shunsuke meets an old friend who became a rich but lonely crypto bro, like literally got big in cryptocurrency. So Shunsuke drinks champagne with him that is so rare that money can't buy it, showing him that, you know, money isn't everything. And his friend thinks that's cool. Unfortunately, the crypto bro has been doing illegal money things, so Shunsuke has Winston Churchill's champagne with him to cheer him up before he goes to jail. Shunsuke then invites him to drink with his friends, but he ends up dying in a car accident on the way. Oh, oh no. Big sad. Yeah, popcorn David. Uh, he died just like Winston Churchill. It's very poetic. That's exactly what happened, yeah. <laughs> Driving a sports car. <laughs> Next, an old teacher is being threatened with divorce by his much younger wife, who was his ex-pupil because he's so obsessed with economics he doesn't even remember what champagne he was drinking. He calls the main characters in to help figure it out, but it turns out it was just the champagne they drank when he proposed to her. They didn't need to help him at all. He just, while he was drinking again, he just remembered. Yep. Next, <laughs> Emma meets a cute guy and falls in love with him. So she buys champagne to drink with him. Unfortunately, she finds out he's already married with a kid, so she just drinks with Shunsuke and Reen instead. Yeah, that's the whole fucking plot. Yeah, fucking stupid. Then a famous author asks Shunsuke to appraise champagne that his mom gave him before dying, and he uses symbolism to prove his mom actually loved him. Here you pay Shunsuke by letting him live in his grandpa's mansion that's getting torn down in a year, and the girls start a bar out of it. Next, three successful brothers walk into the bar and argue about which champagne is better, so Shunsuke gives them each champagne and reveals he has bamboozled them. Oh my god, he bamboozled them. What a fucking prank of the year, bro. Boom. And that they actually got their brother's favorite drink. Instead, this repairs their love. Oh. Next, a salary man is sad because his coworker got mad at him when he coughed during a champagne toast for their boss. That motherfucker. Shinsuke drinks champagne with him and makes him realize his coworker tried really hard to set that up, which fills him with determination. <laughs> yes. <laughs> fucking Undertale reference. This Undertale, yeah. Then a guy misses entrance exams to help an old lady who died anyway, and because of that, he couldn't get into the school he wanted to, ruining his life, and has to go to the <laughs> school that the guy teaches at. Yeah. Just to fucking absolutely dunk on how shitty a professor he is. <laughs> They talk all the time about how Shinsuke just, like, uh, teaches at, like, a really shitty school. Hey, there's nothing wrong with community colleges. Hell yeah. I'm not saying that. The monk is saying that. His friend just got on the train instead and is now a rich doctor. They drink champagne together and he can't hide his jealousy, which sends his doctor friend away in tears. Shinsuke talks to him and they bring him back, where the, his friend reveals he felt bad about leaving that old woman to die, so that's why he became a doctor. And their relationship is repaired again. Thank you, Champagne. For the magic of champagne. Popcorn, Dino. Next, Shunsuke is on TV talking about champagne for some reason when he gets a message from an ex-girlfriend to meet him somewhere. Instead, her mom showed up, said her daughter had to leave quickly, and gives champagne to Shunsuke. Aww. Turns out, her daughter has cancer and is going in for a vaguely defined surgery. Then, Shunsuke meets with an old rich guy who runs a food company and never had time for friends except for his old war buddy that became his rival in the food business. His rival died and sent him champagne, and Shinsuke uses symbolism to prove that they were friends. Next, Emma sees a depressed guy and invites him to drink champagne with them. She tells him not to commit suicide, and then <laughs> reveals that a friend of hers killed himself in middle school, so his mom sends her texts every year pretending to be him still alive. 
which was so fucking weird. Yeah. I don't think she's handling that well at all. Like, I get it. Like, that is a hor- horrific loss, but I don't think she's getting the support that she needs to make it through there. If that's what she's doing. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, if you're sad, just bring champagne and fix the situation. Yeah, they should give her champagne. Champagne for the pain. Yeah. Champagne cures all. Next, Shinsuke learns that his deadbeat dad is dying. But when he learns that he left him champagne, Shinsuke uses symbolism once again to prove that his dad loved him. Finally, it turns out that no one knows who the fuck Rin is. (laughs) Emma was just like vaguely hanging out with her. She doesn't even go to their school. Yeah, she like met her that day. Yeah, met her that day, like right before they went and had lunch in the very beginning chapter. So using symbolism, Shinsuke goes to France. Well, actually, he uses a plane to go to France. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) that's the name of the plane he took. The symbolism. Yeah. A symbolism. (laughs) Once he arrives in Paris, France, he determines that Rin is an angel. He then comes home back to Japan to find her toasting champagne over his father's grave like an absolute psycho. Totally normal. Yeah, it's charming, actually. Just go back through this plot summary and pretend that every single sentence was interrupted with an excerpt from the Wikipedia page on Champagne, and you have this manga. That's it, yeah. All right, let's get through these characters, and then we can start really discussing it. Dino, would you like telling us about the main character? Boy, which one is the main character? Yeah, which one is the main character? I don't actually know, because Reen was on all the album covers, or on all the fuck, I don't know. Reen should have been the main character. Shinsuke was definitely used as the main character, you know, like, but, oh. And yet we put Emma on the cover of this episode art. Whoops. Yeah. I'll start talking about Emma then, because that's a good point. She's feisty, hostess. She really loves talking about her breasts and Reem's breasts in a very inappropriate manner. Mm -hmm. And she really was into a married guy. And it was just so heartbreaking that somehow a married man wasn't interested in her. I mean, he didn't tell her and he was trying to have an affair. Oh, was that it? Yeah. Oh, well, fuck that guy. She didn't know that he was married when she started. They started like seeing each other. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. But also she's working at a hostess bar, right? You're not supposed to fall for your clients. There was no commentary about like how people who work at hostess bars are exploited. And there was just nothing there. It was just like, oh, I like this guy. Oh, he's actually got a wife. Well, champagne. End of chapter. Basically hit on the Hooters waitress and then (laughs) your waitress is supposed to be nice to you. Yeah. So I think that's really all there is to say. Dino, would you like to talk about Reen at all? Sure. So Rin is quiet and shy, has really, really short bangs. She disassociates a lot. She's the expert on champagne and wine, I suppose. The series forgets about her. Like, I don't even know if she's in every single chapter. She's not. She's definitely physically portrayed because she's a cute design, but she's like on all the cover art, all the key art. I have no idea what the point of her is. And as we find out at the end, she's actually an angel, but there was no setup for that payoff. Yeah, Emma definitely talks like she's known Reen in that initial conversation. I reread the first chapter and she's like always eating food like that. I'm like, you have known her for like four hours. That was so weird. Like, it seems like she was intentionally trying to give Shunsuke the impression that they were friends. Like she was trying to trick him for some reason, but there's no reason for her to do that. It's just fucking weird. Like, it's a clear retcon. I would like to make a retcon on this, on this discussion, because we introduced this area as characters. There's no characters in this manga. No. There are pawns, just to move you to the next Wikipedia dump. We legally are contracted to have to pretend there's a character section in every episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, well, what we should have done is for the character section, just list the different champagnes. You're right. <laughs> Tucker has actually given us a pronunciation guide for every champagne discussed by this. God damn. God bless you, Tucker. 
Tucker actually speaks French, which is really cool. God. Tina, for reference, we have two people who help on the show. Maxie B, who is like a manga researcher, historian, provide all that additional research in that first section. And then Tucker um, helps us with understanding pronunciation. Since he actually speaks French, he really had a great time not only showing us the Japanese pronunciation, but the French pronunciation as well of the different terms that are used in the series. Thank you, Tucker. Thank you, Maxie. I think you also are the first guest to thank them so directly. Thank you, Tucker and Maxie as well. I just want to be on record. But we do have one more character to discuss. So, Jordan, do you want to tell us about the Professor Man? So here's the thing about Shinsuke Sakaki. I'm not sure if he is the main character, but he's definitely the author insert. Yeah. He's like a poor dude who's like just a nice guy, you know, and, you know, he's a part time lecturer. He somehow winds up on TV at one point and they don't really. It could have been like local access TV where it's like maybe 500 people are watching it. Still, they don't make a big deal about like any of the plot points in this. Things just happen. Yeah. He also at one point just like, yeah, I'm going to go to France. And he gets on a plane and flies there. It's like, dude, I thought you were broke. He lives in like a fucking shack. Yeah. And you can solve these issues by going like, oh, I borrowed it from a rich guy or something or oh, whatever. Like, but you you didn't. One line. You just need one line. He could have been like, I finally used my father's money. I thought I would never use because he has he hates his father. So he'd be like he had like money from his dad. He refused to touch. Right. His father had just died. He could have just been like, well, thankfully, I got that inheritance. Like, I don't know, just something. But he went to France and came back and then he like literally dies the day he came back. Did he? I'll be honest. I have no idea. Don't stress it. The translation was also not very good. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Something about Shutsuke is that uh, he's a European history professor. Supposedly, he doesn't actually know that much about champagne. And that's why he had Rin with him. Rin does nothing, by the way. <laughs> like, she doesn't she doesn't actually help him. She corrects people who are calling champagne champagne. And that's most of what she does. Yes. And soon, Shutsuke seems to actually, in fact, know a shitload about champagne. It's not really explained that much. It's just, damn, he did research off camera. Wow. He spent a lot of time reading Wikipedia articles. He did. He knows a lot now. Like, there's all this shit about grapes that he says. I'm just like, all right, man. How did you know this? Your whole thing is that you don't know this. That was the whole premise. So I think the last thing is just there's a collective of kind of a blob of different boomers that just made me say, wow, I really fucking hate boomers. Mm. Yeah. There's like the hostess club lady, the painter guy, all of these generic old people that are like 60 plus that are can afford to drink champagne. And they're all like the fucking remember that professor with the divorce? Oh, yeah. He's like, I'll get you into the restaurant, but I'm not going to pay for your bill, even though you just spent probably days researching for me and helping me get not get divorced. Yeah, that is peak. Like, fuck you, boomer. No, like, no, fuck that guy. And, and seriously, like, they're like the old guy who gives um, uh, Shudsuke a place to live. It's like the shittiest place. There's not even a bathroom in his apartment. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> it's like exposed to the elements, you know, like just on the roof, like a shitty little shack. Like, are you serious, man? This is like a subhuman place to put a guy. What is wrong with you? I don't think it's zoned for a human to live there. No, it's a shed. Shinsuke is just like depicted in, in the art with a smile, like just happy to be here. All right. But you know what? I'm just happy to talk about this series with two fantastic people. So shall we get into why it failed? Yeah. So Jordan, though, much like how Boomers failed us, how did this manga fail the readers? 
So this manga is basically like just a bunch of stories about how cool champagne is. It's basically like somebody added a manga plot to an educational series about champagne rather than adding champagne educational stuff to a manga. You know what I mean? Like this. If someone told me this manga was like published in like you bought a case of champagne in Japan and like this was included, it would make a lot of sense. The only way I was able to get through this was just by skimming the fuck out of the trivia. There are walls and walls and walls of just this text about champagne that I don't give a fuck about. Oh, my God. And all of these problems are so frequently solved where it's like, oh, my mom gave me this champagne bottle, for instance. Like and he's like, well, you know, uh, due to history, due to history or something like this version of champagne represents a great struggle. And like it shows love through struggle. So your mom loved you. And it's like, was she expecting him to get that? Yeah, it's like this diamond is real, but it's usually fake because clearly everyone can detect diamonds by visually telling, right? Yeah, I mean, hey, if it was just, oh, your mom left a diamond in here. There you go. That's enough for me. Honestly, that's something that's like fucking something. Dino, how about you? Is there anything that you really feel the series fucked up? My biggest thing is I very much love characters and character driven stories, so I'm a little bit biased towards that. But these characters were nothing. They were just pawns to get you to the next bit. And I just feel like the story structure wise really failed on straddling that line. Oh, 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 by the way, did you notice that they repeated the same plot line like three or four times? Like where it's like, oh, this person who I cared about died, but they left me champagne. Yep. Based on symbolism, I can prove that that means they cared about me. Like, they do this, like, four fucking times. You do that once. This is too specific a fucking topic to make a manga about. I think there's a way to do it, and they didn't do it. Fewer chapters, all right? Like, eight. Just enough for, like, a simple (laughs) three-act structure for a short story. Or you go full anthology series where it's just connected sequences, and then you treat each sequence as its own self-contained story. And then each one of them leads into the next story. But it's all carried by these three main characters that we have. And it just really fumbled the execution on all of that. One of the big issues here is that the way this manga is, it expects you to care about champagne basically and if you don't yeah, give yeah. a shit about champagne like i can see somebody who's who is obsessed with champagne enjoying this manga but if you don't give a shit about champagne there is nothing here for you not just that though it's also like reverie for like things past and nostalgia yeah. and history like you just you have to be really way up your own ass about everything in order to enjoy this that's kind of my big issue with by the way david uh on the chibi i uh i said some things about van gogh yeah But the reason I did that was because this manga is so up its own ass. It talks about how it's like the finest, fanciest manga, the classiest. And then this old uh, experienced artist is just like, yeah, I really like Van Gogh. Also, for the record, Jordan said real artists don't like Van Gogh. Or sorry, real artists don't think Van Gogh is and wouldn't have Van Gogh as their favorite artist. Let me rephrase, like an old fancy artist who lived in France and views himself as like a true fine artiste would not say that he likes Van Gogh. (laughs) Okay. That is how it is. Okay, Boomer. Oh, yeah, because Boomers are the ones who hate Van Gogh. 
No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but no, the issue is, look, you can make me care about anything in a in a story as long as you give me some kind of personal connection to the characters and why they care about Champagne. Right. I was excited to learn about Rin because Rin seems to care about Champagne in a very strange way. In the, in the chibi, I mentioned I sincerely thought that she was autistic. Like, I really oh, thought yeah. that was intentional, not as like a, an ableist joke or anything. I thought that was the point. And then it turns out she's just a a weird angel what there could have been a great series that touches on that on like autism or asperger's or something like that and like communication difficulties that would have been great yeah and then also god that suicide chapter Ugh. you already had his friend die in a car crash you don't need a second chapter that involves death as a heavy element to the chapter you had his friend die in a car crash. You had his ex-girlfriend die of cancer. Well, not die, but we don't know what happened to her. Dying of cancer. I don't know what happened to any of these characters except for the one guy that probably died. They don't talk about wine in a positive celebration at all. Like, they mention, oh, you drink wine at sports events. Like, everything felt like a bottle episode. Where How does a manga have it where it's like, oh, we need a safe budget by having people just sit in a room for talk? Bottle episode? Wait a second. Yay. You just made a great joke. Fuck me, that was really good. Dino, just tell David his jokes are great. He loves it. I'm so far up my own ass, so I would drink mm -hmm. champagne. Um, but that's the thing is like, yeah, they just sit and talk for the whole time. And it's so much text. I just started like reading like maybe two text boxes per page. And like Rachel was watching. She's like, how are you reading this fast? And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm not actually reading this text because it didn't. It's nothing. You could skip so much of this. You lose nothing. Each one of these chapters could have been at least half the length. Yes. And then my last note is also I struggled to tell the old men apart. I actually do not know if those guys from the first chapter showed up again or not because they just there were so many generic old people. I don't know either. It just feels like the characters and everything were just a complete afterthought. Like that plot line with like the three brothers who, oh, they don't like champagne, but they're all fancy. Every All the old people in this are so fucking rich. And they're such like, oh, they're so great. You know, David, like they really worked hard as kids. You know, not like these young people. They don't get it these days, you know? Yeah. I think that's part of the, the problem for me is that they had maybe the baseline in some of these stories that could have gone somewhere and they could have made a commentary about it. Like, for example, those three brothers, sorry, I'm jumping ahead. They liked this one champagne, but then they liked three different versions of this champagne. And then Shinsuke gave them, uh, served them all the wrong version intentionally. And they were all like, oh, this is the best. This is why I like this version. It could have been a commentary about why rich people are full of shit and, you know, they just do things for the notoriety, the brand, the that kind of stuff. But it didn't go anywhere. He didn't even do it on purpose. He admits he fucked up. Oh, really? I skimmed that, I guess. He played it off, but he told like Reen or whatever that he was like, oh, I actually just fucked up. <laughs> oh, man. Cue the like circus music then. Definitely know where it could have gone. So why don't we talk about what it did well for like two seconds and then we can start talking <laughs> about how we would have remade this series. As someone who has seen people drink champagne, I know a thing or two about it. So I'll start talking about what it did well, where it is. The information is interesting. I do actually appreciate every brand. In fact, in the series is real. Like my fiance works in banking, so she's definitely had a lot of exposure to people drinking like this high end champagne. She's like, yes, everything this is saying, like the pretentiousness, the like level, like the prices and stuff like she was like, yes, that is genuinely a thousand dollar a bottle brand champagne when they talked about that super expensive so it is nice that if there's no like wick donald's in this series where it's like <laughs> we know what it is but it's not but it's also it's champagne brand so you wouldn't know what it's parodying yeah it is a nice detail that brands are all real 
Yeah, no, I, and I mean, there was one point where they talked about um, a real-life Japanese artist who moved to France and, like, all this stuff, and I'd never heard of him. And that was a really interesting thing to then look up on Wikipedia, which was more interesting than reading in the manga, but, you know, uh, still, thank you. <laughs> Jordan's recommendation is going to be reading Wikipedia articles about Shanty. Yeah! <laughs> Probably be better! Honestly, I agree. There's some interesting little starts to a story, like especially that uh, Japanese artist that moved to France and he was naturalized as a Japanese citizen. Is that the right word? Naturalized? Oh, no, he gave up his Japanese citizenship. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, I also liked the character art. I thought that the key art for each chapter was cute. I like Rin's design. I wish that she was a character, but she's cute. Yeah. I think that Emma's design and the way that she talks has a lot of personality. Like, Emma has more personality than the other characters, and it has nothing to do with her character. It has everything to do with just the art that she's given. With, like, you know, the way that she talks, like, she's got, like, this uh, scheming look about her that I appreciate. The art is solid in this series. It is. Super detailed on the um, bottles, on the history stuff, yeah. the labels. Like if you are into champagne, like it's got to be such a treat to see all those things highly detailed. Something I also appreciate, and I wish it was kind of artistic muscles that we could have seen, is the cover arts actually stood out to me as being really interesting where they're all green, but they're different like artistic approaches of portraying her. Ooh, I didn't notice that. I think he does one where it's like he does a pop art style. He does one where it's like a more French, like fairy tale style. So the artist definitely did a lot of the creativity he couldn't do in the setting and just in the narrative of this by making the cover art much more creative. It just feels like this artist straight up wasn't given enough interesting things to draw. I would have been insanely bored as the artist for the series. Yeah. All right. Now that I think we talked about kind of the few things and just how we really wish the artists had had more to do, I think that's a good segue into where it could have gone. So why don't we migrate into that? So, Dino, what would you say really stood out to you, something you would have revised about this series to have made it a success? So much. <laughs> it's really hard when you kind of criticize a story for what it wasn't. Like, I think that's a bit unfair, right? But I also think that it's really fun to be like, here's what we have, what could have, have done. And that's just an exercise, I think, in fun storytelling rather than a pure criticism of what it wasn't. So... For me, of course, the story structure was so frustrating. I think that they could have restructured the script, maybe given us a little bit of pre-story, maybe a flashback, say, in chapter three or four, you know, just a little bit down the, the line to make us care and make us understand these characters, make them actually three-dimensional rather than one-dimensional. Say Emma, right, she is a hostess at a high-end champagne place. But who is Rin, right? Like, she just appeared. She's an angel. We can still have her be an angel at the very end, but like, let's set her up as an actual character. Say Rin is an apprentice to Emma at the hostess club. Rin is young. Emma, we can age Emma up a little bit, you know, make her 25 mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. And keep Rin very introverted. She loves champagne and she's a wonderkin and she knows all about champagne, but she has trouble communicating and she's very soft-spoken. She doesn't know how to engage conversation with strangers or customers at the hostess job. That would serve as a through line for for us to meet all of these different characters for these one-off stories, to introduce all these different types of champagne, and to make you care about your main character, Rin, which is the whole reason why you continue to read the story. 
we might all be in, in agreement here that Rin should have been the main character. Like yeah. she should have kind of been the focus. She's like easily the most interesting character and she like is the least important character in the plot. Like for sure. There's no plot, but you know, which I would like to see them talk about the uh, economic issues here because there's so many little mentions of it. They actually talk about it a lot and then they don't do anything with it where um, Shutsuke has no fucking money. He is broke. He has to live in a fucking pen house and all these rich motherfuckers buy all the champagne that he talks about that he helps them get and then they just abuse him basically there is a, a story there and it's implied too like how all these wealthy old people they're the ones who get to have the champagne they're the ones who get to enjoy it maybe delve into that i mean even just the fact that like you have you even have different characters in here talk about how they're jealous of another person for having money like this series goes right up to the line of making this about something and then stops. Yeah. So I would have liked to have seen like maybe this is about, uh, you know, maybe Rin is a champagne expert because like she's always viewed champagne as this high class thing. Maybe she came from a poor background or something. And so. Right. Right. She's always like looked at it as like this pie in the sky dream that she would just never be able to, to achieve. Or I don't know, maybe she's more ambitious than that. But the point is, it's like this series has so little conflict. Exactly. There's no tension. There's no narrative tension. Like just you talking about that, it made me think like, what if, you know, okay, so Rin's from a, a lower middle class background and she's trying to work at the hostess club because you can make a lot of money there and say she has a single mother, right? And they have to take care of her grandmother. So it's a, a house of three women, uh, three generations. And that's the tension of why she has to stay in this job and why she can't lose it. And, you know, maybe you have her uh, conflict with some of the uh, wealthy, shitty characters because it's a commentary on society and entrepreneurs and all their wealth shit. And that's why you care about Rin, because you want her to still have this job. Like, it writes itself. Also, like, I know people who have worked in, like, jewelry stores, for instance. They've told me about how it's, like, it feels, like, cruel. Like, these rich people will come in and just, on a whim, spend more money than they made that entire month. And they have to handle that money and, like, you know, put it in the register. I mean, unless they're stealing, which that's a whole <laughs> other thing. But, yeah, so it's, like, there is kind of this taunting aspect. And it's there in Champagne as well. Yeah, but the offer doesn't make the like older rich people seem antagonistic at all. They're just like, yeah, that's just how you act when you're a multimillionaire, right? I get the sense that we are supposed to respect these old people and think yeah. they are extremely wise. They are in the right. And they've earned it. They've earned it. And we need to idolize them. And, you know, maybe we could be a little bit more like them. But like if you look at how they actually act and how they actually treat the people around them, they are pieces of shit. Like yeah. that old lady that like uh, becomes like this respected character. She shows up because she tries to spend. She gives a hostess more money than she's ever seen in her life, which is nothing to her in order to keep her from marrying her son because she's too poor to to marry her son and we are supposed to accept this woman as like oh she just cares about her kid and i'm thinking fuck you you know like you classes piece of shit <laughs> come on 
I don't even know what to add because those are some really good points. I do think it would have been cool also to have built up that whole they're starting a champagne bar thing. Like, I, I think always base building is such a fun part of like video games. And that would have been cool. Just like see them take what they've learned from the host club and actually make what they kind of just hand. They just kind of skip a bunch of that. Like, how do they even get customers in the bar? I don't know how those people found the bar. Right. I genuinely don't because Shitsuke didn't even know it existed. Yeah, so I just think that would have been cool and be like, I do think the offer actually did a pretty good idea of making the millennials talk like millennials, even though they're kind of like still respecting boomers, which is not what millennials do. But yeah. relatively speaking, for probably the offer being a boomer, I think he actually made them somewhat seem realistic as people. So I would have just liked to have seen like, yeah, man, show some fucking like late 20 year olds trying to start a business and get into this industry that's run entirely by people that should be retired. So one last thing, by the way, is there's not a lot of visual metaphor in this series as well, which, yeah, I know Food Wars really pioneered it. Fuck it. Just steal that idea from Food Wars and just be like, wow, drinking wine makes me feel like I'm in a castle or makes me feel like I'm flying and stuff. This artist blatantly wants to draw things that are interesting and he can't because of how grounded the series is. Yeah, that's a great idea. No, you need to do something. Yeah, his talent is just wasted. Because <laughs> they have to describe everything and taste is such a hard to discuss emotion because I don't really know what it's like to drink champagne because I'm not someone who drinks champagne. I think they're less focused on the taste, though, and they're more focused on like the stories and the history. So the prestige of it. Yeah. If that's the case, then just make a manga, make it an anthology series where we follow the characters in those little fucking Wikipedia blurbs. <laughs> like, seriously, they're talking about, like, Winston Churchill and how he liked this or whatever. Make a manga where Winston Churchill talks about fucking champagne, even just one chapter. Make this into, like, a, a wishbone thing where, like, every chapter they go into a new story. I completely agree. Ugh. All right. But speaking of a new story, why don't we get into miscellaneous thoughts? Yeah. So, Dina, what what are some thoughts you've had that you feel like you couldn't fit into this recording yet? Oh, God, so much. One thing I definitely want to touch on is the translation. Uh, yeah. So being a translator myself, working in, in translation, editing, proofreading, project management, I've been sort of around the block on this. And of course, this is a fan translation effort, which means, you know, quality can vary. And that's totally cool because this is people giving their private time to doing just a good deed for people. So that way people can experience this in one way or another in their own language rather than Japanese. And so anyway, the translation quality on this is not very good. Character voice is non-existent. I was reading text bubbles and I was like, I don't know who's saying this. I, you know, unless there was the little visual key to show who is speaking this text bubble, there were just, there was no distinguished voice in how the three main characters spoke, which there always should be. So that was frustrating. I didn't read the Japanese version because I couldn't find it. So I can't definitively say that there were mistranslations, but there were things that definitely felt like mistranslations, things that were like overly direct, things that just didn't feel like people speaking. And my big mm -hmm. advice to novice translators is if your target text doesn't sound like a natural sentence in your target language, you need to massage that text more so that way it sounds normal. And I think that a lot of novice translators have insecurity of deviating from the source text because mm. they're not comfortable enough with it, that's totally understandable. And I just think that that's maybe what happened here because you can't break the rules unless you know them, right? So that's sort of what happens with translation. It's like jazz. It's like jazz. A poetic. I feel like every <laughs> metaphor ultimately turns into being compared to jazz if you go down far enough. Yeah, just like jazz. That's a really great insight. Yeah. 
just random. How do you feel? What's your thoughts on maintaining honorifics in English translation? Because I've always felt like it's technically not a part of the English language, so it shouldn't be translated. And it's more of like a crutch in a poor translation or just kind of fan base. So for me, it's very case by case. It's totally case by case. I more often than not will remove them if, you know, I'm the one to make that call. In something like this, where it's clearly based in Japan and it's about Japanese culture and it talks about real world cultures, I wouldn't mind leaving them in. I don't think it adds as much as people think that it does. I think that there's a lot of readers who appreciate the honorifics being left in because then they sort of feel closer to the understanding of Japanese because I think that's really like an underlying feeling that a lot of readers have is like the indignation that they don't speak or read Japanese, which is fine. It's okay you don't speak Japanese. Anybody can, you know, not speak a language. It's totally cool. But uh, yeah, if it adds something to the text, then I think it's cool. I wouldn't like leave every single honorific in, but things that people understand like san, chan, kun, those can be helpful, but you can always express that in certain ways of speaking in English. You just have to understand yeah. the source text well enough that you can deviate from the rules. Like there are stories where it is actually like a relevant thing, you know, sure. where it's like, oh, calling them this thing, that's a that's an important notation of like this person feels closer to this person now. Mm -hmm. or this person views themselves as something else in comparison to this other person. But most of the time, yeah, like you don't need them in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making One Piece. It's like <laughs> Nami chan. <laughs> oh, I miss oh One Piece is so good. Okay. And then though some my miscellaneous thoughts, I also want to point this is unrelated to absolutely anything, but just fun fact. Ravioli is the name of my puppy. Ravioli's middle name is Champagne. Oh. <laughs> so that was just a fun fact. I have some interesting trivia from Maxi B. This series, despite being 15 chapters, took almost a full year to publish. Going to uh, it took frequent breaks from the regular twice monthly pace of Grand Jump. This is probably related to its early conclusion more so than other factors as uh, Grand Jump is famously patient compared to its sister magazines. And a Rocky series all tend to use the same formula of the taste, origins, or deeper meaning behind a drink resolving around personal drama on an episodic basis. So essentially it means if you didn't like this, you probably don't like anything. Damn. Saying. Maybe the other ones are just about more interesting things. Like if it's Bartender. Bartender, I'd imagine, has a much wider a group of things to talk about than Champagne. By the way, this guy really likes alcohol. Well, he did make a series about a swordsman. He likes other things, but mostly alcohol. Why don't we get into Final Verdict and really talk about how we felt about this series? So to start things off, we've got some six word summaries from the community, from Tucker, Tasting Notes, Dry, Understated, Bright, Mature, Maxi B, Bit of Bubbly, Breaks the Heart, Portal Man, I'm New and I'm an Alcoholic, or alternatively, <laughs> Talking About Wine Makes Me Hungry, from Tree, I Still Can't Pronounce Champagne Right, from mm. Real, Sparkling Wine, Great Air, Decent Ending, Chudley, from Japan, Manga, Elsewhere, Sparkling Comics. Nice. Daniel, is it non-Japanese manga, just sparkling comics? So, there, hey, hey, oh, oh yeah. bazinga. A hide mine there, yeah. Dude Rocks makes me wish France was real. <laughs> oh, man, that would be cool. That's definitely a contender for a six-word summary of the Sorry, I just really, really thought that one was great. From Yeti, bottles of bubbly breaking down barriers. Resident mm -hmm. Warhammer nerd sparkling wine for a flat series. From Supascoria, and leave a comment if I fucked that up. Please, quite literally, the bubbles of God. Chicken Warlord drops. Doesn't finish of God? Maybe. Blah Mumu, tonight I'd recommend drops of God. T Wolfwood, never tried champagne, manga, or beverage. Mm. Dino, what was your six word summary? My six word summary was champagne label porn, Wikipedia info dumps. <laughs> I love it. And then, Jordan, how about you? Solve all relationship issues with alcohol. So I had two. One's not, one's more of a joke where I just want to say, wow, boomers really fucking suck. Yeah. And then my actual one is wine sparkles, the manga does not. Ah, that's mm -hmm, cold. Mm -hmm. 
I thought that was good. Well, wine does not sparkle, David. Champagne sparkles. Did you learn nothing from these 15 chapters? No, I didn't. It's sparkling wine, but wine does not inherently sparkle. Yes, but sparkling wine is... Yeah, but this it's from the Champagne region of France. Oh, yeah, they kind of were like, you had better not fucking drink sparkling wine in this series. <laughs> okay, so next up, flop or not. So, Dino, would you consider this series a flop or not? Or a certified flop, which means it is just absolute trash. Yes, so certified flop is, would you use the word atrocious to describe this series? So my first thought when I finish chapter 15 is, ah, the flop, champagne. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a flop. <laughs> but is it a certified flop? Certified Signed, sealed, delivered flop. Nice, nice. Oh, God. How about you, Jordan? Certified flop. This was boring as hell. I don't God, care yeah. at all about anybody in here. This was this was nothing. God, yeah, this fucking sucked. <laughs> all right, so since we all thought these were certified flops, Dino, what would you recommend someone check out instead? You don't need to read Champagne. You can just play Resident Evil Village instead because there's a vampire lady in that who makes wine. But I'm scared of that game. Oh, the Dami Mommy. Yes, they say her name like three different ways <laughs> in the entire game, but... I think nobody even noticed, so that's fine. Nah. How about you, Jordan? Literally just the episode of JoJo Part 4 where they meet Tonio. Oh, the, the cooking episode? Yeah. Oh, my God. That episode alone just does everything this manga wants to do so much better. I think Araki made some short stories about him that you can also check out. They're both Iraqi. Yeah, but one's his first name, one's the last name. I forget who is his first and who's his last. Hence why there's zero relation. This one, then, it's Araki Joe, because Araki's, uh, you know, Jojo Araki's first name is uh, Hirohiko. Oh, my yeah. God, this guy's name is Araki Joe. Fuck. Oh, my God. Sean's having a breakdown. Jiraki Joe. Oh. My recommendation is make sure to drink some water. We forgot to talk about it, how this series, I really feel like there'd be an awesome version of this manga that is this, <laughs> but it's only about drinking water instead. Which <laughs> <laughs> is the Stay Hydration Club. That's what reminded me about the Tonio episode, because there is a part of that where there it's just this water is so incredible. I also had another recommendation where I don't drink alcohol, which made this a very interesting manga <laughs> for me to read. I recommend everyone go drink a Shirley Temple. I've converted a lot of people. Dino, have you had a Shirley I Temple? I think so when I was eight. Yeah, I was going to say, have you had a Shirley Temple in the last 25 years? I had a lot of those at my bar mitzvah. Oh, I'm gonna, it's going to be one of the main drinks at my wedding. Is going to oh, it's going to be yeah. probably a porn star martini or Shirley Temple are the drinks of the Whoa. wedding. Porn star martini. That's a great drink, actually. That's wonderful that you don't drink alcohol. I think that it should be celebrated more. Oh, thank you. He also you. doesn't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee, so a lot of people think I'm Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Weinberger is not a very Mormon last. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Could have converted. But yeah, so Shirley Temple, Shirley Temples are great. I always actually come like when I go to parties, I bring Shirley Temple making stuff and like literally people make lines because I just make them Shirley Temples. Yeah, I think everyone's down with the Shirley Temple. It's just like you're like, fuck, I forgot about these. These are great. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. it's just literally it's it's ginger ale, grenadine and cherries. It's just soda. Soda with sugar water in it. Which is just soda. Sometimes you just want a cherry soda. It's fancy Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> That's a good point. And finally, Jordan, is this the worst series we've ever read? No. No. This is bad, but God, Dino, we have read some like, oh my God, I just, it was bad. It's painful. Oh, it's, it's painful to talk about. Do you have any recommendations on episodes that are really bad? Like not only for me, but for the listeners, if they enjoyed hearing us talk about something negatively the entire if you want to read shitty manga, you can check out uh, School Judge, don't I actually, you know what? No, I would never inflict School Judgment. That's not even funny. Don't do that. Don't reach school judgment. 
That's a manga about how hot 12-year-olds are. I was going to say, if you want to read a manga with a really terrible translation, you can read Philosophy School. Or if you want to read another really shitty manga, why don't you check out a thing called Build King? Ooh. Build King is the go-to terrible manga. The creator of Build King is also a pedophile, so you don't have to feel bad at all about just absolutely shitting on how bad the series is. Yeah. I think he solicited a child prostitute. And then Shonen Jump immediately hired him again. It was no big deal. Don't worry about it. Yeah, but and he's friends with Oda, so Oda pulled some strings to get him. Still. Yeah, don't worry about it. So frustrating in the manga industry, honestly, that all that stuff goes like completely unpunished. Yeah, you can't read Ronin Kenshin anymore either for the same reason. Oh, yeah. One actor smokes weed and they're dropped from their label. Their name is removed from every credit that they've ever had. Like something like that. It's like, God, so backwards. There was like a thing where it was like a guy had like a bunch of tattoos and that was enough. Like it wasn't even like Yakuza tattoos. He just like he just was a part of like Western style tattoo culture. Oh, God. Or the amount of things that idols just can't do. Like if an idol is seen smoking a cigarette, her whole career's ruined. If she has like a boyfriend, her career's ruined. It's fucked up, man. But no, you can have all the child porn you want. It's no big deal. Here, here's your job of making content for uh, teenagers and under. To circle back into it. So, yeah, I would definitely say Bill King was a really fun episode. So was our episode on was it Akani Banashi, I think was the name of it. The yeah, one we, yeah. So that was fantastic. We considered our favorite episode of last year. We had Red from Overly Sarcastic Productions on. I don't know if you're familiar with her, but her YouTube channel is a lot of history. And she did a ton of it because the manga is based on an ancient Chinese novel called Water Margin, which is kind of like in the same stratosphere as like Romance of the Three Kingdoms. And of course, Journey to the West, which needs no, I would say, introduction for its influence on manga. So I think those are two I would definitely recommend if you want to check them out our episodes on those two. Lovely. Yeah. And then I think all that's left is let's go to shout outs. Dino, thank you so much for joining us. I've had an absolute blast talking about a terrible manga with you. Before you go drink some champagne so you don't have to remember mm. the series anymore, do you mind telling the audience all of the awesome things you do? So a bit before I did my own podcast and... Um... Did you say the name of your podcast, by the way? So it's old, right? Like, it's just like me and yeah. my best friend, basically <laughs> me being an abuser to my best friend who's really kind. That podcast was called Nintendo Everything Podcast. I'm still cooking up some ideas in my uh, in my brain right now. I, I have some ideas for the future for like a, you know, casual, just for fun type podcast I'm thinking about, like sort of sharing stories from my other friends who are other creatives. So you can, I guess, look out for that. Uh, you can keep in touch with me on Twitter, of course, at Oni underscore Dino. O-N-I underscore D-I-N-O. I'm also the, of course, localization producer at Marvelous Exceed. So I don't really talk about work there. I'll, you know, share some fun stuff about stuff that's out. Uh, you know, I don't do any leaks. I don't do any stupid stuff like that. I'm keeping my job. I'm staying in this industry. Do not ask me for it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Get that money. Get those connections. <laughs> Anything else you want to plug? And I guess lastly, I'm also the editor for a podcast called Let's Fight a Boss. If you're into anime and manga, you probably know who Super Eyepatch Wolf is. Never heard of Oh my god. Oh, does David know who Super Eyepatch Wolf This podcast was basically created so that David could meet, could meet Super Eyepatch no, Wolf. No, no. Yeah, yeah, he's not. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, but also, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought, yeah. So I edit his podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> so if you want to, you can go ahead and listen Hell to yeah. that. They refer to me as Oni on there. So just it is what it is. Oh, how dare they? I'm going to go tweet to Eyepatch Wolf right now. And say, <laughs> hey, you, buddy, buddy, you've been fucking up. <laughs> I feel like Dino's just like slumping in his chair at the idea of me <laughs> sending that. Just 
tagging you in it. Tomorrow, it's like Dino just gets back to us. Oh my god, I can't. Super Eye Patch will fired me. Oh. oh no way! Because of your tweet. No. Oh. No. And that was podcast sucks. No, he's scared of me so much. Oh, he's scared of you. Yes, I'm much taller than him, so he's scared of me. How tall are you? Holy shit! How tall is Super Eye Patch Wolf? He's very short. That's the real thing. Oh, he's really? Short and he's super, super tiny. No muscles. Oh, I could take him. <laughs> Whoa. I wasn't expecting that. Just based on the fishery post, I figured he like worked out a lot. That's interesting. Honestly, that's his friend. That's not even him. Really? No, I'm doing a bit. The accent's fake, too. He's actually from Idaho. He, he just uh, photoshops his or he deep fakes his face onto like his friend's body. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's a power move. Oh, my God. Okay, but the real thing about that is I am taller than him, and he should be scared of me. You are an Oni and a dinosaur. Damn it. Jordan. What? God. What? Respect. I respect. <laughs> I respect that. That is super awesome. I also want to say, Jordan, thank you so much for making the opening and ending theme, being a great co-host and helping with editing. Thank you, David. Thank you for being such a great co-host and also handling a lot of the editing as well. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're getting a car. You're all getting a oh, car. We're all getting cars. Oh, my God. I live in New York City, so I don't have a use for a car, but thanks. Uh... I also want to give props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. Find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcast. And come join the Shonen Flop Discord. So open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime, games, or whatever else is on your mind. Also have a monthly movie night. Do you know I very much appreciated the fact that you were posting in our Out of Context manga panel channel? That was... <laughs> I very much appreciate seeing your thoughts on the series. Hey, I just repurposed an image that you sent us. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the little touches that matter. Oh, man, there's one line in this manga where it's like where Emma's just like, no dick is worth 20 million yen. That is that's, that was a fucking great. That was the, like the good translation that I really liked. Yeah, that was like one of the only good lines. Oh, man. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support. Get a ton of awesome perks like exclusive content, including this month's piece of content. Jordan, what are the listeners going to be staying tuned for? The next iteration of our series covering Magu-chan featuring Red from Overly Sarcastic Productions. That's right. She's coming back. Nicest lady ever. She's the best. She's the fucking best. Oh, my God. You could even be listening into our recordings right now or listening to our warm-up audio. You can find it at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And on that note, I'm going to read some of our patrons. Kicking things off with the Chainsaw Man patrons, we have Dude Man Bro Guy. Hey, Rem's girlfriend, what plushie do you want that you don't have? And T-Root. Moving on down to the Ravioli tier, which is my favorite tier, where you get weekly photos of my puppy, Bernadoodle <laughs> Ravioli. And that is Chris, Eva, Istrafont, Josh Robinson, Karate Chopsticks, Rachel, my lovely fiance. We had a great time enjoying <laughs> some bath bombs while we were in Philadelphia. Oh, and yeah, yeah, she pays for photos of her own dog. <laughs> I love it. Scarlett Meermanen and Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the King of the Force, we have 090Z, Albie, Cram, Shala Florine, Gabe Lando, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Kevin Briggs, Kirby Mon, Marty, Max Baker, T, the Dungeon Master Next Door, The Real Jory, The Wolf, The Wood, and The Trafalgar. If David says it correctly, Gold Star, WB King, BB The, and Tommy Boy. Thank you all so much for being our wonderful patrons. I would like to point out that David said Trafalgar correctly and then Fucked up the easy part of Fucked his name. Fucked up the easy part of that name. <laughs> With the magic of editing, we may never know. Oh, you get half a gold star, David. God damn it. <laughs> and then, Dino, was there something you wanted to add, by the way? 
Thank you both so very much for having me on. Thank you very much to the people behind the scenes working in production. Oh, what a legend. He's desperate for Dylan to give him like a good edit Whoa. here, you know? Yeah. And I respect that. I respect yeah. that. And I appreciate your thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for coming on. Anyway, so I've been oil painting a lot more like the first time in like 10. No, not that long. The first time in like five fucking years, I've finally been able to oil paint. Man, it's nice. It's also frustrating as hell. But you can see what I've been doing on my Instagram, Jordan Forbes Art. Yeah. Love it. All right. Give me a job. Yes, get Jordan hired. Commission me. And then all that's left is to sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on Demon's Plan. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Oni Dino. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, flopper. Yeah. Yeah. Popping that champagne, spraying it everywhere. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Spring break. Yeah. Bye. Bye.